This is On The Radar, and as always, we'll talk about local national sports and pop culture as well. And as always, it's me, Radar, hosting. Uh, let's get straight to the news. We lost a few people in the world of pop culture. We lost actor Michael Nader, best known as Dex Dexter on the ABC primetime soap opera Dynasty, and Dimitri Matrix on ABC's other daytime, their other soap opera, All My Children. He also was... Is in as the world turns as well. He passed away at the age of 76. He uh, had been diagnosed from untreatable form of cancer. So recipes to him. We also lost Serge Onik. So you think you could dance alone? He was 33 years old. He was a dancer and a choreographer. Gained national fame while competing on the show. Rest in peace to him. Sad to lose somebody that young at age 33. Then we lost Lee Scratch Perry. A Jamaican record producer and singer. Noticed for innovative style of techniques and production, a pioneer of the dub music, adaption, remixing, studio effects, create new instrumental vocal versions of existing reggae tracks. He, he passed away the other day at the age of 85. He's a guy who started, you know, the whole entire thing, so it's like a legendary thing to lose somebody who, like, started that type of music. Then we lost a longtime actor, Ed Asner, at age of 91. Everybody's going to know him as Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and his own spinoff, Lou Grant, where he won a bunch of primetime Emmys. And then he was in TV miniseries Rich Man, Poor Man, where he won an award, and he was in Roots, which he won an award. He was in John Wayne's, a John Wayne movie. He also played Santa Claus in a few films, including Elf. He also voiced Carl in the famous Pixar film Up. He was in CSI NY. And then he was in Working Class TV Show. And then he was in Michael, on, he started Michael's Tuesday, Tuesday, The Glades. He was, in an, he was in The Good Wife. He was on a couple other programs. And um, the fact that he was also a Jewish actor was also something that, you know, I will remember him as a talented Jewish actor. And um, so that's another thing to look at, up to somebody like him. And he was in so many things that I've seen. As well as he was a voice actor as well. He was in Superman, Batman, Superman movies, animated things like that. And um, he he also when he did some of his TV shows that I remember as a kid. Besides, of course, me watching Mary Tyler Moore as a kid and really enjoying that show. Is that he started did a lot of voice acting when I was a kid. So he was in Captain Planet. Which was something that I, of course, I watched as a kid. Then he was a character in Batman the Animated Series. Then he did some Animaniacs, a couple other things. And then what I really know him was I watched the show Gargoyles. And he was Hudson. He was the elder statesman Gargoyle who gave, you know, Goliath all the, you know, advice and things like that. And he was him. Then he was Jonah J. Jameson in Spider-Man the Animated Series in the 90s when I was growing up. He was in Freakazoid. I watched that as a kid. He, had, he was in another version of Gargoyles. He was in Mad About You for a bit. He was on The Practice, The New Adventures of Zaro, and uh, he was Granny Goodness in Superman the Animated Series, which was interesting. Have a man, voice, a woman. He was in Johnny Bravo, and uh, King of the Hill. He did some voice work on there, and um, he was in Spider-Man the Animated Series, a, a, the new version later on. His voices. He was Granny Goodis again in Just Like Limited. He was in the Boondocks. 
Spectacular Spider-Man. He did American Dad, The Cleveland Show. He was Kent Nelson at Young Justice. Uh, he did some Hawaii Five-0 out in Cleveland later on. The Glades, as I mentioned. He uh, was on the show Forgive Me and Cobra Kai a few episodes. He was an episode of the new MacGyvers and Grace and Frankie. Doom Patrol, Central Park as a voice. Teen Titans Go, he was voicing characters. So the last things he did, they said, were going to be a main role of a voice in the show Doug Days. And a Captain Daddy and Let's Be Real. And it says to be decided, there's a the premise, Scarlet and Last Saturday Night, when it came to TV shows and when it came to movies, there's like four movies that he said he was going to be a part of where he was lending his voice as well, including one they were still filming. So rest in peace to Ed Asner. Now, one thing I didn't get to last week was the Fanatics agreed to a licensing deal, not just the NBA, but with baseball, ending the contract with Topps. And when my dad was growing up, it was Topps. Then Upper Deck came around and it was two companies. And then at some point in the mid-80s, you had Donneris, Lee, all of these other companies, Bowman, that were just making cards and all the cards started coming out of everywhere and you can find a million Ozzy Smith cards, but you could barely find Lou Brock, for example, comparing two Cardinals greats. And when I was a kid growing up, we got all these companies, but then the value of the cards aren't worth that much. And then those companies started being bought out by Upper Deck. Some of those companies got it being bought out by Top. And then eventually Upper Deck stopped making baseball cards. And I think they still were making some of the other team sports or individual sports. But it's just been Tops for the last decade. The fact that Top and Line are making baseball cards. I'm not really sure if I'm going to go out of my way to buy new baseball cards unless it's something really valuable. So that's kind of interesting. And let's get to some sports news. Congratulations to Bill Lambeer. For winning a 300 games in the WNBA, congratulations to him. Ron Baker retired, the former Knicks player, to go into healthcare. That's cool. And uh, there was an interesting trade that happened. That Lori Marketing was traded in a three-way deal to the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers traded Larry Nance Jr. to the Portland Trailblazers. And the Portland Trailblazers then trade him to the Bulls, and then the Bulls get some draft picks from both the Cavaliers and the and the Portland Trailblazers. So the Bulls get themselves in this trade. Besides from getting themselves, Derek Jones Jr. is a pretty solid role player. Is they get a a 2023 second round pick and a 2022 first round pick as well. So the Bulls get some draft picks and a role player. To essentially say, okay, you didn't want to be here any, anymore, Laurie Markin. Okay, cool. So the Bulls, I feel like they're kind of on top here because Laurie Markin never been healthy. He was a really tall power forward, as you would call stretch four. But he was more perimeter player, and the Bulls didn't really have a center for him to be doing that. And he never stayed healthy. So good luck in Cleveland to him. Lonnie Mitchell, the WNBA's 14th player, 500 career threes. Congratulations to her. Savai Meichkill decided to deal with the Raptors. Good for him. Sue Bird is now 7th all-time in field goals made. Congratulations to her. Chris Broussard, NBA journalist and, you know, television personality for Fox Sports, announced he's going to be full-time on the FS1 show with Nick Wright and the dude who replaced his other castmate, Kevin 
Wild. That's going to be cool there. Um, Rajon Rondo was bought out by the Memphis Grizzlies, and he's now going to the Lakers because, you know, Lakers continue to get all these cheap guys and the deal only veterans. So that's going to be interesting because he's a really good player, especially in the playoffs. This woman in sports named Rachel Bombada is going to get a TVS pilot based on her life. I don't know anything about her. I've never heard of her, but I guess they're running out of ideas for making TV shows. Speaking of television shows and women, Rachel Nichols, they have canceled her NBA program, The Jump. No matter if it was on for an hour, half hour, it's been part of my life for the last five years, minimal, every single weekday with a rotating panel of like guys like Tracy McGrady, Paul Pierce, Richard Jefferson, and Kendrick Perkins as players. And, you know, Ramona Shelburne and, you know, the Woj Bomb being on the show and Shams and Shams being on the show and Zach Lowe, you name it. All these journalists being on the show and it was just fun. They had celebrities like Ice Cube and other ones on there. They'd interview, obviously, basketball players. It was cool. They talked about the WNBA in the show, which I thought was really cool. But based on a conversation that was recorded about Maria Taylor, you know, you know, getting opportunities and things like that where she's doing football and basketball and Rachel Nichols may have said something that people were offended by as racist or bigoted or all this other stuff, but I'm going to defend her because I feel like she was just giving her opinion and I'm guessing free speech is not allowed. And ESPN's like, we're not going to renew her contract. She's still in her contract, but we're just not going to put her on the air, which kind of leaves her with, well, she's stuck. If she's under contract, what's she going to do? My question was, why in the world did you cancel the jump? It's a pretty good thing because I watch a lot of sports talk shows, and this one was good because it's just specifically basketball with a rotating panel of people. So I'm saying to myself, why couldn't you just, I don't know, get a permanent host, another person that works at ESPN, like a sports center anchor or somebody who who you used as host of TV shows, like you have football and college football and you had people do baseball tonight. That there's probably somebody that could have hosted the show, especially when the show takes place in LA. That's just my suggestion there. And um, Taco Falls announced he signed a deal with the Cavaliers. That's interesting. The Cavaliers, even though they traded away Larry Nance Jr., they still have way too many big men. And L. Duggan, speaking of ESPN and Sports Center, she signed a multi-year deal to continue to host the same Sports Center that she's been hosting and appear on shows like Around the Horn and Highly Questionable and have her podcast. Ben Simmons officially announced he wants out of Philadelphia. Well, guess what? They've been trying to trade you. Now the value is low because everybody knows he wants to be traded, but they can't get Damian Lillard. Getting CJ McCollum, that wouldn't be a bad move. Um, in football news, there were so many because the season about to start. Bills traded Daryl Johnson to the Panthers. Jaguars traded quarterback Timmy Jones to Seattle for picks. Um, New York Giants have traded defensive tackle B.J. Hill to the Bengals. And uh, also trading for for offensive lineman Billy Pierce, which is good for the Bengals, get offensive lineman to protect their quarterback, and for the Giants to get a better defensive player. Sad news, 49ers linebacker coach has been not diagnosed with melanoma. Uh, prayers out to him. You know, beat cancer, hopefully everything will be good to Johnny Holland. So prayers up to him. And... Uh, Maria Taylor, who I was speaking of before, she and Drew Brees are going to be hosting, going to be working together on Monday, and, uh, you know, the football night in America. 
And uh, Pac-Man Jones, speaking of football players, lost his boxing debut, if those are interested. And Deuce McAllister is going to be working for SEC Nesser, which is cool for him. Texans have traded Shaq Lawson, which is surprising because they're not a good team to be trading one of their good defensive players to the Jets for a draft pick. Ooh, so the Jets got a good player there. Uh, Irv Smith as meniscus tear, and he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, so the Vikings lose him. Giants tight end Evan Ingram has a left calf injury, which is not good. The Ravens officially have the record out for 20 consecutive wins in preseason. Congratulations to them. Vikings have assigned a four-year extension with Harrison Smith. That's one of their best defensive players, so that's good for them. The Ravens trade offensive lineman Greg Manis to the Finns, so I guess the Ravens are set on offensive line. Fortunately, T.W. Hilton's going to be out for a while with a neck injury. This dude can't catch a break. He's been out there the whole entire time doing everything he can for this team. The uh, Giants uh, linebacker Ryan Anderson got suspended for six camp due to PEDs, which is not good for them. Bad news for the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins, the running back towards ACL, and he's going to be out for the year. They're, they're, they run their offense around running, so hopefully they can figure out with Adrian Peterson or Todd Gurley. There's enough veteran running backs on the market. Quarterback Sam Eisner of the Colts, though, is going to be out with a knee injury for five to six weeks. Looks like Jacob Eason will start if Carson Wentz can't go. Gardner Minshew was traded for like a fourth, fifth round pick to the Eagles. I was thinking maybe the Colts were going to look at him, but they're not. Maybe the Cowboys. So the Eagles jumped in because they're saying, eh, we don't care. Nick Mullins is not a starting quarterback, and they don't think Joe Flacco is anything, which is why they probably traded for Gardner Minshew. But Jalen Hurts has been announced as the starter of the season, so he went to a team where he's not going to start. That's interesting. Brashard Perriman was cut. That's an interesting because the team doesn't have many good uh, wide receivers, so you would think a veteran wide receiver, that would be really stupid. Why would, you know, the, the Lions do that? Well... In today's news, Chicago Bears have picked them up, which is good because the Bears need some wide receiver depth outside of Allen Robinson. And um, Gold Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie, the Bills, are going to be disciplined with fines because they continue to not get the COVID vaccine and not wear masks and do all this other stuff. Come on, man. You're getting paid all this money to play football. Just get the dang shot. Ryan Kelly, Zach Pasquale, Eric Fisher, Carson Wentz, and Ryan Tannehill, and Dominic Kinsu are the recent football players to have tested positive for COVID-19. Hopefully those guys get better. Uh, offensive lineman Steven Newski has announced his retirement. Happy trails to him. And uh, you couldn't get me to try to spell that name. Steven Winooski, excuse me. Why did I say Eric? Steven. Yeah, the former center played for the Jaguars. Played for the Raiders, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Steelers, and the Chiefs last year. He gets to end his career as a two-time Super Bowl champion, so that's good for him. Happy trails to him. Enjoy retirement. The Ravens have traded cornerback Sean Wade to the Patriots for picks. And the New York Giants have traded their an extra kicker named Ryan DeSantis to the Panthers, which means they cut their kicker, Joey Sly. Sorry, to, sorry Joey. Cornerback of the Panthers, Denzel Perriman, got traded to the Raiders. So the Raiders trying to improve their defense there. And the Rams traded a fifth and sixth round picks to the Patriots for Sony Michelle because the Patriots were going to go with Harris and they were going to go with James White. So that helps the fact that the, 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 the Rams lost their starting running back, Akers, for the year. Daryl Henderson's hurt. 
The other running back they drafted is hurt, so that is good move on their part. And um, Luke Wilson, who just re-signed with the Seahawks, the tight end, announced his retirement, so happy trails to him. Fortunately for the Packers, Devin Funcher is going to be out for the year as they're hoping to have another wide receiver there. The Jets have lost their defensive end, Vinny Curry, to blood disorder, so he's out for the year, so the Jets keep losing all these players to injuries, which is probably why they made some of these moves recently to get some players because you keep losing guys to injuries. That's not good. Teddy Bridgewater and and Jameis Winston and Trevor Lawrence have all been announced as the starting quarterbacks, which means Drew Locke is not make is not starting, nor is T- Taysom Hill. The Seahawks announced their Hall of Fame is going to add Matt Hasselbeck and Mike Holmgren. Very well deserved. Um, more football news. Malcolm Butler has announced he is retiring. Just all of a sudden, Malcolm Butler is retiring. Everybody remembers him for that crucial interception in the Super Bowl when Patriots beat the Seahawks. And then he will, and the dude has been on the Patriots for most of his career, so he has two Super Bowls. One Pro Bowl, and he made a second All-Pro, and he's on the New England Patriots 2010s All-Decade team. Happy trails to Malcolm Butler. Patriots have cut Cam Newton, which means Mac Jones is going to be a starter, so hopefully that looks forward to that for them in the future. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jalen Hurts for both of their respective teams, Washington and Philadelphia, have been announced as starters. Panthers have cut Will Greer, while the Saints have cut Devontae Friedman. The Lions have cut Giovanni Tavari. The Raiders cut John Brown, which I don't know what they're doing. They don't have enough wide receivers outside of Henry Ruggs. And the Ravens have cut Trace McSurley. I guess they don't want him as the backup. Bengals have cut their uh, buckle, Bucks, excuse me, Buccaneers have cut quarterback Ryan Griffin because I'm guessing the rookie they drafted will back up Tom Brady. And um, the Jets have traded tight end Chris Hurd to the Vikings after their Irv Smith injury. I don't know why the Jets give up their tight end. The Jaguars cut Philip Dorsett, which I don't get because they need to have some veteran you know, wide receivers there. The Eagles have traded offensive lineman Matt Prayer to the Colts because the Colts need some depth there. The 49ers cut Travis Benjamin. The Cowboys cut both Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci. I don't know who is Dak Prescott's, you know, backup quarterback because the dude is not certain that he's going to play, how good he's going to be. It's probably going to be Cooper Rush, but then they picked up Will Greer, but it doesn't really matter being DiNucci, Rush, you know, uh, Gilbert, all those guys are all just bad, and there's nothing. They were the team that probably should have got themselves a veteran backup. And uh, Peyton Barber's been cut. I'm surprised the veteran running back. Chargers cut kicker Mike Bagley, so I guess they found a new kicker. Eagles cut Travis Fulgan. I'm surprised. Giants cut Corey Clement. Lions cut Jerome Allison again, cutting all their you know wide receivers. The Broncos traded the Trinity wide receiver Trinity Benson to the Lions because the Lions are just for wide receivers. 49ers have traded Jonas. Griffith to the Broncos. The Chargers have traded... The Chiefs, excuse me, have traded Taser Jufrin to the uh, offensive lineman. Taser Durant to the Patriots. God, that's a tricky name there. Taser Durant, because, like, his name is... Last name is Kevin Durant. His name is Tasif, you know. And, uh... Yeah, that's the thing. It's hard to pronounce that. The Rams have traded their punter, Corey Ojolkits, to the Packers, while the Bears cut a bunch of players. Daz Newsome, Ryan, Ryan Riley, Javon, you know, Wims, and they cut a, 
Yeah, so they cut Desmond through fate, which is interesting because he went to be with his father before he died and stayed with him through the whole process of his father dying in the funeral. And they decided, yep, you can't do that. You can't be your father who's dying and died. So they cut him completely. The Ravens have traded guard Ben Bladelson to the Giants. So True Fane is still out there. So definitely some team is definitely going to pick him up and sign him because he's a pretty good defensive player. Now in baseball news. Jorge Valindi has been announced as the head of player to for the Phillies. He's worked his way up. Congratulations to him. Dodgers got 80 wins. Congratulations to them. Chapman has 300 career saves. Congratulations to him. Zach Miller was the first pitcher this year to get 200 wins. Yadi Molina announced that next year is going to be his final season, which is sad. Kenta Maeda had elbow surgery, and he's going to be out for the rest of the year. Sad news, because he had a pretty good year last year. Reese Koskins had a lower abdomen, and he's had to have surgery, and he's going to be out for the year. He had just came back from injury a couple weeks ago, and now he's out for the year. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez is the first Sox reliever to pitch five perfect innings out of the bullpen. Otani has, has hit his 40 career, 40 home runs, now he's 42. The Mets finally retired Jerry Kuzum number 36. No Senegal, unfortunately, is COVID-19. Oh, well, he gets better. Credit the Michigan team for winning the Little League World Series. Jose Abreu has 100 career RBIs. I mean, I think he's 100 RBIs for the sixth season of his career. While John McGraw is the first catcher, but a 13th player ever to have two 8-RBI games in his career. Alex Wynn and Johnny Cueto and Matt Barnes all have just gone on the COVID list, along with Xander Bogarts and Zach Grinke. Hopefully everybody gets better. Uh, uh, Guerrero Jr. had 37 home runs and 130 games record. That only Jose Batista had. And Zach Braden for the Yankees. They lose one of their key relievers to elbow surgery. This dude is battle injury. That's not good. That's not going to help them this year or next year. Ron Wotus, the longtime Giants coach, announcing he is going to be retiring after the end of the season. Very long coaching career. The new show on NBC, Ordinary Jones, added a few actors to Jason Berkeley. thing about Pam that NBC show added Judy Greer and Katie Mixon, which is cool to see. I like both of those actors. Tom Swift, that spinoff with the black gay, uh, you know, engineer, is going to be coming straight to CW with no, you know, pilot or anything. And they're like, yeah, straight to series. And that's the Nancy Drew spinoff, which I thought they were going to do a spinoff of those two, you know, Indian siblings. But I guess they're not. They hired Bridget Regan to play Poison Ivy in Batwoman Season 3. So Renee Montoya, Batwoman, her mother's going to be in the show. That's interesting to see. There's going to be a movie called Ghosted with Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans. There's going to be cool Simone... Swing is going to lead Good Morning America, ABC, for those who are interested. Cobra Kai Season 5 was renewed. And there's a show called Kern Can Himself. Season 2 was renewed. Stargirls adding Joy Omanaski and Neil Hopkiss as Season 3 regulars. That's cool. And uh, the actress from Black Panther, Latia Wright, she was in uh, uh, hospitalized after doing a set on Black Panther. Come on, it's cool you do your own stunts, but you got to get somebody to do it so you're not risking your life there. And Paul Stanley uh, announced that he has COVID-19, so they postponed some of the tour of KISS. Karate, they're going to make a Karate Kid musical, which is interesting. One of the World Season 2 has been renewed on Star. Uh, the Tamron Hall show is going to have a vaccinated audience next year, which is cool for them. Um... Yvonne Chapman is going to be a series regular on Kung Fu. And one thing I'm saying about Kung Fu was it wasn't a bad show. And it was, like, interesting that they have this type of show. But, like, when you look at her name, Yvonne Chapman, you're like, that sounds very European. But she was the bad guy and the woman's former sensei's sister. So that's interesting that they're going to make her 
a regular on the show. Connor's announced that season four is going to be a live premiere. And um, JoJo Siwa and another person announced they're going to have the same sex dance partners on Dancing the Star. The whole point of Dancing the Star is you got male and female professional dancers. Like, they're really good. And you take a famous female actress, let's say the woman who played Punky Brewster, let's say she was on the show, and you pair her up with a professional male dancer. And then if you get, like, Nick Carter, for say, and you pair him up with one of the female dancers, it doesn't matter what the person's orientation is. It's just woman and man dancing doing the women and dance parts. And I know you're like, oh, gender roles are all stupid stuff. But, like, it's the same woman, Jojo Siwa, who's, like, a child, basically, said I wouldn't play a role where I have to kiss a man. Like, like it's called acting and all this other stuff. So... And then John Carroll Lynch announced he's going to be back in Big Sky because supposedly his character died and the show was just adding all these actors here and there trying to fix the, how bad the show was. That he's going to have a twin brother and he's going to be in the show. And I'm just like, ah, that's pretty darn stupid in my opinion. Dan Laurie, Fred Savage, and others are going to guest star in the new Wonder Years remake. That's interesting. Steve Harvey's going to have a courtroom comedy on ABC and guest, you know, they're running out of ideas. Kevin Hart's going to be a guest shark at, among all the guest sharks. Again, running out of ideas. They're added in Flash. This guy named Tony Curran is going to play Despero in Season 8, which is interesting to see what type of villain they're going to do because they've run out of ideas. And their show Intergalactic was canceled on Sky. And uh, Legacy's announced that Amano Ojoki is going to become a Season 4 regular for those who watch Legacy. Now, Manifest was saved for Netflix in a final season on season four. Please, writers, just finish writing the show and have it end because nobody else is going to save the show no matter what. Just let the show end. Have it end. If they die, they live, they solve it, whatever the case is because the show has just been okay. They've improved it a little bit since season one, but it's just like, just get to the point already. That's where I'm just like, what are you doing? Stop that. And then Netflix announced the most popular stream show was All-American. And Well, of course, it's one of the three best shows on their own network, the CW. It is, it's gone way past Riverdale because Riverdale's gone down. And Nancy Drew has been pretty good. But All-American is the, is the best show on the CW. So it makes sense it would be the number one streaming show on the thing there. So that that's interesting. Now, the thing that I really wanted to get to was I finally watched Prodigal Son. The final three episodes, I watched the first episode of Razzle in New Mexico. I'm about to go do a TV review on Fantasy Island, the new remake show. And um, Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke, they're going to play half-brothers in a movie called Raymond and Ray. Jake Paul announced he's retiring from boxing. This so-called Ghost Molly McGee was renewed for season two. Crude's animated family treasure show is going to come to Disney+. Plus. The Mike Richardson dude was supposed to be the take over Jeopardy. They fired him from both Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune for comments from before and this frank frank oslin dude is no longer going to be with the muppets because they decided that he's not disney doesn't want him anymore he does sesame street 2 as well those are the other industry news so what i wanted to get to was in my opinion now that prodigal son is no longer on fox one of the three best shows on fox are is 911-91 lone star it's one entity the other one is is the resident the resident is the other best show on that channel because Last Man Standing, the sitcom, it is done with. Okay, the best show that is not 911 franchise is The Resident, the one where Conrad Hawkins, 
does whatever he possibly can to save people no matter what. They take down cancer, over-drugging people with the cancer treatments, fake parts or parts not from America not working. They take down these global companies who are all about money and all this other thing, and now they're a publicly funded hospital. His father thought was a bad guy, but now he's a good guy in the show and all this other stuff. And we already got over the fact that Mina Okafor, one of the you know resident surgeons who had a relationship with Malcolm Jamore's character, AJ, we got over that she left the show and that she's not going to be on the show and things like that. But it's just now Emily Van Camp that says she's leaving the show. They're trying to get her to stay and they're going to somehow work on a way to write her off the show and have her leave. Listen, last year you got everybody hooked and emotional and sad when they saw the trailers of her being stabbed by some, you know, tweaked out drugger who when the hospital was closed at the beginning because it was being sold at the beginning was stabs her. And they're like, well, is she going to die? Is the baby going to survive? They put us through all that trouble for her to survive and the baby to survive, for her character to leave. So it's not going to be like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, all those other shows where, they, where an actor leaves and they're like, oh, we're just going to kill them off. Because if you were going to kill her off or at least kill the baby and ruin the show that way where Conrad doesn't have his wife or his baby, you could have done that last year because the show was unfortunately on the bubble even though it shouldn't be in the bubble. And they could have just cut the cord with The show ends. The way the show should have probably ended was the hospital does get sold, but it doesn't become a hospital. They use it for something else. And all the doctors and all the nurses and everybody that works there get scattered across the country and work in different places. That would have been the best way to end it. But they're like, no, let's save the hospital. Let's get another season and let's save her and the baby. So it's because she was in that Winter Soldier TV show. And going forward with this whole Disney Plus streaming site and how popular it's been and how popular the Marvel TV shows have been, she's going to get a further role. Probably Disney can, even though Fox is now owned by Disney, but like this Disney Marvel entity could pay her more money. It's a lot more lucrative to be in a Marvel TV show, I'm guessing, than to be on a medical drama show on Fox. But Emily Van Camp is leaving the show, and that just kind of pisses me off that like Disney Disney Plus just basically poached her and said, eh, you're going to work on our show because it's just so stupid that they can do that. Because her character is the second most important character in the whole entire show. So it makes absolutely no sense. They're like, yeah, let's figure out a way to write her out of the show. What? She takes the baby and divorces Conrad? Like, how are you going to make up something? The perfect way to have got rid of this actress's character was to kill her off. So if we're going to have no Amina Okafor, we're not going to have Nick, Nick's char- Nick Evans' character. What are you doing to the show, man? No offense to the ER doctor, you know wife the, the fat chick nurse like I there's no other female character in the show that actually matters there was those two characters but hey you know the CEO of the hospital Dr. Kid she's important but it's like yeah she wasn't added till later in the show but yeah so my football preview is uploaded you can see it on the Red Entertainment blog or Radar, my blogger Radar4428 my predictions on divisions how they gonna how the stage gonna go the playoffs, the awards, I got all that up there, and before you know it, you're going to have my NFC and my AFC podcast up there, which is always on the radar, no matter if it's Google, Apple, Spotify, or your podcast, check out on the radar of my YouTube channel for baseball observations and movie reviews as well, follow me at Twitter at Radar4428, thanks for listening to another edition of On the Radar, episode number 97, I'm Radar, see you guys next time.